0: Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's message of the week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Good morning. I am here to continue our preaching series on um, the book Gentle and Lowly that we've been looking at by Dane Ortland, where he is reflecting on how God's heart is revealed throughout the Bible, and um, I personally have found it a really helpful series. Has anyone else found it a helpful series? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, all right, fine. (laughs) Um, But we are approaching the end of the series, so I'm speaking this week, and then Adam's going to wrap it up next week. So um, if you haven't found it helpful, that's something I suppose. Um... (laughs) Thanks, Pete. Good. I've really enjoyed it, so... That's what matters, isn't it? Um, So I'm speaking on what our sins evoke. That sounds like a heavy topic, doesn't it? I love a heavy topic. Um, In a maybe slightly more up-to-date language, um, it's the question of how does God respond when we sin is the question I'm trying to answer. And I think one of the things that um, can trip us up when we try and answer this question is our view of God's holiness. So I want to just take a few minutes to really try and understand what the word holy means. And the word holy is used four hundred and sixty times in the Old Testament. I just thought we'd you know step through each one one by one and just just have a look. Does that sound like fun? We could we could turn it into a game if that sounds more fun. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Let's do a game. Ruth do you want to come up and help me turn this into a game?
0: We're gonna play family theology with an f are you ready for family theology i need lots of you know me i need lots of thanks everybody um the room is split down the middle so i need three people from this side of the room to come up and be a team and i need three people from this side of the room to come up and be in a team you're not going to be deserted and left on your own so i'm looking for some volunteers i'm looking for six volunteers three this side. come on kelvin well done Anyone? Chris, excellent, thank you. A mix of men and women, different ages. You know me, I love intergenerational. Any excuse to say it? Come on, anyone else. You are deserting people. You're not allowed, Adam. Come on, Hannah. Let's give everyone a clap as they come up. Are you coming, Ella? Nice, yeah, excellent. Come on, Hamish. I'm just saying this side is already winning because they've got their team up. I need one more team member from this side. Come on. Come on. Sandra, are you coming? Put on the spot. Sorry, Sandra. (laughs) Very good. So here's how the game works. I've never actually seen this program, so Dan had to explain it to me, so I hope I'm going to get it right. You are going to turn in your groups, and you can have your side of the room shout out and give you ideas. And basically, they did a poll. Is that right? Of, like, answers, of the correct answers. Yeah? Um... And, yeah, I'm doing a good job hosting. Dan's so glad he asked me. Um, And it's the the number of times in the Old Testament, the word holy, is um, linked to people or places or... Things. Things, things. So have a think back, your Old Testament knowledge, what is holy linked to? You can discuss in your teams. You have 20 seconds. If you've got some ideas out there, you could discuss amongst yourselves... You can shout them out to your team, but remember that you then may give it away to the other side of the room. There are 10 answers that we're looking for. is look stressed. I <laughs> know, they are in, aren't they? <laughs> they're there, they're focused, they're gathering their answers. I'm going to go down and e- ask each one of you an, uh, for an answer. <speaking in Spanish> Time's up. Time's up. I'm starting with this side. I'm looking for a one-word answer. One word? Well, all right, maybe not one-word answer, but I thought it was one word. (laughs) Okay. Are we ready? Go. Chris. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're taking Um, this very seriously. (laughs) He said God's chosen people. God's chosen people. Suzio? Whoopee! A clap, please, everyone. Okay, guys, I'm coming to this side. Still in discussion over here. Temple. Temple. Let's see. Very good. Looking for an answer over here. Promised land. Promised land. Oh, Suzie is just looking. Good job, Suzie. We're going to have to give her a round of applause in a moment for sure. Oh, 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 oh. She's just checking. She's just triple checking. There's some discussion in the booth. Are we giving an answer or not? We're not.
1: There are, there are noises that are supposed to come.
0: Oh, the noises didn't come. That's noises. what I was the waiting aren't for. Working. That's uh-uh. all right. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Fire. Holy fire. That's a good one, isn't it? Is it in the top 10 referenced? Oh, discussion again. No. uh uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys.
1: Right. Burning bush.
0: Burning bush. I mean, it's the same. very similar, very similar. No. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Mountain. Mountain. Have we got mountain on there? Yeah, hill. Very good. Good job. You can shout them out for your teammates. We've got... Okay, yeah, that's fine. What are we going for? Ground. 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 I've got an answer of ground. No. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Kind of links them with hill, doesn't it? Probably. Coming over this way. Sandra's just cheering that they got it wrong, I think. Well done, Sandra. <laughs> good team spirit. <laughs> Oil. Oil. Ooh. Quite tricky, isn't this? Temple things. Very good. <laughs> We've got any more over here? Oh.
1: Ten commandments.
0: Commandments, tablets. Something along those lines. They may come under temple things. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I'm enjoying being the sound effect. Any more over here?
1: Holy is the Lord.
0: Holy is the Lord. God. Yeah, number nine on the list. 20 references. God is holy.
1: Holy lips.
0: Holy lips. Susie <laughs> is find it funny. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Anyone else want to shout out a few more? I reckon I'll give you two more each. Two, oh, two more each. Two more each. Two more guesses each. Priest. 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 No, that hasn't been said, Ella. Yay! Priest clothes. <laughs> yeah, excellent. The Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden. <laughs> A holy place, a holy garden. Ah uh-uh. I feel really harsh now. Actually, I've just realised it feels really mean to be quite so excited by saying ah uh-uh. ah. Last one, guys. Holy communion. Holy communion. Ooh! In the Old Testament, holy communion. How many times? Is it more than eighteen times referenced? Ah uh-uh. ah! Sorry, um, I've lost track of what i meant to be doing, if I've got one more here. That's, one, that's oh, one. we're
1: done, we're done. We're done, we're done, <laughs> we're done. We're done. Good job, everybody! Well Good <laughs> <laughs> oh. That game was quite hard, it turns out. Do you want to see what the last answers were, the missing ones? Or does anyone want to shout out any, any, any more ideas? Hands, no. It D- is reference, but it's not. The arc is not one of the top 10. Days? Yeah, so when they, Israel comes together for the Sabbaths and all their holy assemblies and festivals, the holy assemblies, do we have that one, Susio? I, mean, I know that we do because I put it together. Where, but where is it? Holy assembly. There we go. 20. Yeah? Cloud, no. Spirit. Loads in the New Testament. There's only a couple of the old. Name. The name of Yahweh. Very good. Any others? Just reminding myself what they are. Oh, there is one that's really hard, to be fair. It's, it's a name for um, like the Messiah, but it's used all the way through Isaiah loads as the Holy, the holy One of Israel. Yeah, it's, it's hard, that one. The last one, in the temple, the ho- on the altar you would have... The lamb, the sacrifices, yeah, they were they were holy. Well, if nothing else, this has proved that maybe we don't really know what holy means very well at all. <laughs> I, was, I was sort of expecting that lots of people would say God is holy, and that would be the most um, kind of common, common thing. We, we, do, we know that God is holy, right? But a lot of those other things were maybe surprising, and maybe surprising how far down the list God was. Um, so I think holy is of, often misunderstood as maybe just a really intense goodness. Um, right. And, and the, the problem with that understanding is that... Um, the, the things in the temple, like the bowls, and the spoons, and whatever else they had, don't really have any kind of moral goodness to them, they're, they're objects. So, holy must mean more than that. It, sometimes people think it means like the same thing as divine, like it has a godly character to it. But, I mean, firstly, to call God divine is like, oh well, yeah, of course it is. God is godly, so what? But also, is like, a slaughtered animal, would you say that is godly? It's a slightly oddly odd thing to say. Um, You may know the kind of biblical dictionary definition of set apart. Holy means set apart. But just to raise a little theological um, experiment in your mind, you have to be set apart. You have to be set apart from something, right? If God is holy, and he never changes, he always has been holy, before he created the world, what was God set apart from? So it has to mean something more than just being set apart, right? Um, I'm going to give you just two minutes to to turn to someone near you and say one of these three things. I've just realised I have no idea what holy means. (laughs) That is an option. Option number two, I always thought holy meant this, but Dan's just raised some problems with that. Or number three, I think I actually know... Quite well, what holy means, here's my idea. So just turn to someone near, near to you and just say one of those three things. Um, anyone want to be brave? Who has no idea what holy means? Great. Who thought they knew but now think probably they didn't know? Great, that's most of the room. Who, who still thinks they have a good definition that fits with everything I've said so far? Wonderful. Do you want to share it? No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> here's, here's my definition, and um, often when I say something from the front with authority, I, it's because I've read loads of people that agree with me. This is, this is just for me, just to be completely honest. This is my, my um, summary statement of what holy means. Susio, have you got it on a slide? I, I hope you have. There we go. Everything it does, brings glory and honor to God. Everything it does brings glory and honor to God. So going back to my question, how does God respond when we sin? If this is your picture of a holy God, that hopefully changes some of those things about um, how God and sin like, can't be in the same place, because that actually doesn't fit with, with this. And I just want to define one more term very quickly, because how does God respond to sin? Um, there is like a capital S, sin, which um, just very quickly, there's a Genesis passage we've got, Susio, which is, is kind of in this, um, when God speaks to Cain, in Genesis 4, he says, If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. There's this kind of sin, which is like a power, which affects us and wants to have us, and we are called to resist it. Um, that is the sin, which is also referred to in John one twenty nine. we got that one as well. Yep. So John the Baptist sees Jesus coming and he says, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is not Jesus taking away the sins of the world, because that would be like when I try and clear up after my children, and I get 80% of the way to putting everything back in the bag, and they delightfully turn the bag over and tip everything out. That's Jesus taking away the sins of the world, we just create more sins. This is Jesus taking away the sin of the world, capital S, that power which rules over us and desires to have us, its, its power has gone. And it, its power will be fully gone when Jesus comes again. So I'm talking about small s, sin. How does God respond when we sin? Because we only have to look at ourselves to know that we still sin, right? Even though we've been saved and Jesus has done everything for us, for some reason we still sin. So we have a passage in Hosea to look at. Let's read it together. I will define a couple of these terms because they're not obvious. So when Israel was a child, this is God speaking, I loved him. And out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the Baals, those are the other gods, and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk. Ephraim is the name of one of the tribes of Israel, but he's using it to refer to all the the tribes of Israel. And it's kind of a particularly affectionate name for Israel. Taking him by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek. And I bent down to feed them. Will they not return to Egypt? And will not Assyria rule over them? Because they refuse to repent. A sword will flash in their cities. It will devour their false prophets and put an end to their plans. My people are determined to turn from me. Even though they call me the most high God, I will by no means exalt them. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zeboim? Those are two towns that were right next door to Sodom and Gomorrah, and they were destroyed along with them. My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger nor will I devastate Ephraim again. For I am God, and not a man, the Holy One among you. I will not come against their cities. It's a difficult one to follow, but God is saying, I raised Israel from when it was a baby, fed him, taught him to walk, stooped down, cared for him. But Israel is hell-bent on turning away from me they are determined to do the opposite of what I want and so God is saying that judgment is coming to them they're going to go back to Egypt or Assyria is going to get them or someone is going to come and take them over because they're not doing what they should be doing but right at the end he says oh but my heart the word is turned over my heart is turned over inside me how can, I, how can I let that happen? And he can't. He can't bring his fierce anger against the people that he loves. And the reason he says is because he is the holy one among them. It's his holiness which stops him from delivering his anger. Coming against their cities is, again, a reference to Sodom and Gomorrah. He will not do to Israel what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. He will not wipe them out because of his holiness. I think this relationship to God, to Israel, as a child is really helpful because if we think about how a parent deals with a rebellious child, that, um, that parallel is, is really useful. What is a holy thing for a parent to do when their child is being rebellious? What brings honor and glory to to themselves? Is it to smack them or to... Some nods, but (laughs) It's, it's not just to punish, is it? The thing that brings honor to the parent in that situation is to understand, to gently correct, to restore the relationship, and to change the behavior of the child. That bring, you see a parent that manages that, like I manage it once a year maybe. You see a parent who does that, and you go, wow, that's a great parent. And that's giving honor to that parent. And if I, as a parent, can do that and say, I parent like this because that's how I see God parent me, then I also bring honor to God in the same way. Yeah. And what if the child continues in that rebellion after I've done all those things? What is the holy thing for me to do? Is it just to let that behavior continue, or is it to intervene and do something to stop it? And if I bring some kind of consequence to that action for the child, then that child has a choice to either receive the consequences and correct their behaviour or to harden their heart to use biblical language and, and break that relationship even further. I stole this one from Adam last week. The difference between how we receive um, the difference sorry, the difference between punishment and discipline is not what It's the person delivering the consequences does, but it's how the consequence is received. I'm sure Adam saw it from somewhere else as well. But it's good. The way this story ends from Hosea is that Israel doesn't repent. They keep on rebelling, and Assyria does indeed come and wipe out Israel. And you think, oh, Uh, God said he wasn't going to wipe them out. But there's this um, this small detail the end of two chronicles where um, the king of the southern kingdom, Judah, who is still around, sends out this message. So at the king's command, couriers went throughout Israel and Judah. Israel's been wiped out by this point, so to send couriers throughout Israel is is a big deal, with letters from the king and from his officials which read, People of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, that he may return to you who are left, who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your parents and your fellow Israelites, who were unfaithful to the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so that he made them an object of horror as you see. Do not be stiff-necked as your ancestors were, submit to the Lord come to his sanctuary which he has consecrated forever serve the Lord your God so that that his fierce anger will turn away from you if you return to the Lord then your fellow Israelites and your children will be shown compassion by their captors and will return to this land for the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate he will not turn his face from you if you return to him when does God's mercy end? he warns them They rebelled. He sent Assyria. They hardened their heart. But still there were some left. He did not completely wipe them out. And still the king of the southern kingdom, Judah, invites them to come and celebrate Passover with them. The couriers got mocked and laughed at. But you do read that some came. They had no idea how to follow the purity laws that were set out. But God overlooked that and just rejoice that they came and celebrated Passover that year. So how does God respond when we sin? He, like the Holy Parent, He understands, He gently corrects, He restores relationship and He disciplines because He is holy and that brings Him honor and glory. There is an element of moral goodness within the concept of holiness. If everything we do, brings honour, then it should be good. There is an element in which um, it is set apart. There is something which is not good in holiness, but holiness has to mean more than just any of those things. God does not remove his presence from us when we sin. He does not act in wrath and anger, even maybe when he should, when we deserve it. And he does not ever give up on us. And that's because he's promised to always be with us. And if he breaks his promise, that would dishonor him. And he, everything he does brings honor and glory to himself. And we are called to that same kind of holiness, so that everything we do brings him honor and glory. And that is the things we talk about so often. It's read your Bible, that makes a holy life. Uh, sing worship songs, praise him, give him honour and glory with your words. Um, but when we sin, we're still holy people. The Bible, the New Testament uses the word saints, which is just the noun of the word holy. It's, it's holy ones, it's holy people. And those of us who are in Christ are called saints, we are holy But we know that we as saints still sin. So how can we sin and be holy at the same time? If you take a step back and don't just look at the moment of sin, but look at a holy person's life. When we sin and God responds with mercy, an invitation to repent, if the holy person Comes before God and confesses their sin, accepts the consequences of their own sin, and receives God's mercy, they're changed. They will go on to sin less. This isn't a matter of, guys, you need to try harder and sin less. It's when you sin. Go to God, confess your sins, accept the consequences, and you will discover that you are gradually transformed to sin less and less. That is what a holy life is. It is not that we don't sin, but it's that we see God's mercy and we accept the consequences and receive that mercy. So I want to bring a um, particular call to confess sin not because you're all bad and you need to, but because that is how we receive God's mercy. The very first week of this series, Adam said, what qualifies us to receive God's gentleness and lowliness is our need. If we acknowledge our need, if we confess our sin, God will. His heart is just like full of mercy and by sinning, and we, we sort of prick that and just receive this flood of mercy. I want to encourage you to confess your sin so that you experience that. It's particularly hard to confess sins that are sort of under that category of addictive sins, of gambling, of drinking, of workaholism, of pornography, of all those things that we think they only affect us. I don't need to confess it to anyone. But I just want to finish with a particular kind of... um, exhortation to, to tell someone if you're struggling with anything like that um, um, because God is holy and he is longing to come in and, and transform transform that. If Joe and Heather want to come back up, we'll, we'll sing again in a minute about, about God's holiness. Um, we don't have much time left, but... The one thing that stops us from confessing our sins is, frustratingly, our sin. So, ask God for help. (laughs) Um, He's holy, which means that he so wants to come and fill, fill that place in your life and meet your need where you're at. It is incredible that that is his response to sin because we so quickly assume that when I sin more, I'll receive more of God's justice and his anger and his wrath. The picture is when I sin more, I receive more of God's mercy. When I first sort of saw that picture, it it really took my breath away. Um, That's what it means for God to be holy because just makes you go, wow, that is an awesome God. That brings him glory and honor. If you need to confess something, don't wait. I'm happy to listen. You probably want to tell someone that you trust and you know and you love. But um, yeah, let's worship God for his holiness.